everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Fluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fluck, and today it is a social spotlight edition of the podcast. And I am joined by Sherry Pollux, the longtime partner of Martin Truex Jr. Now, a few words about this podcast before we get started. Um, you may have seen on social media after Martin Truex Jr. won at Kentucky on Saturday night that Sherry Pollux tweeted from her hospital room having just had some surgery after a recurrence of cancer. Um, she had fought ovarian cancer and it unfortunately came back. So this interview was recorded at Daytona International Speedway several days before she went in for surgery. And so many people have asked, uh, since I said I was doing the social spotlight with Sherry, oh, well, did you know that she had cancer again? Um, you know, was this, uh, did you talk to her about this as part of the podcast? Um, just want to make it clear that this was beforehand, before the news was public, and I didn't feel like it was um, my news to break or share in any sort of way. It's obviously her, her very personal life, so... Didn't know if that was going to happen. Didn't know if she was going to go public with that. Um, she was nice enough to give me a heads up before we started taping. Um, as you'll hear, I, I walked into the motorhome. This was just before driver introductions at Daytona. And um, a chef was there who she knows. And it was cooking for her and Martin and some friends. And there was an extra plate of food. And she offered it up. And it was certainly better than Media Center hamburgers. So I definitely had some of that. And um, while we were eating before the podcast, she let me know, but um, wasn't ready to share any of that sort of information publicly, as I said. So um, that's why you won't hear that as part of the podcast. But you will hear some very good takes on social media use, and I hope you'll enjoy what she has to say. All right, so I'm sitting here ready to do the social spotlight with Sherry Pollux, and it's already the best interview ever <laughs> because... I walked in and there was a plate of food that wasn't even for me and then Sherry just gave it to me. Thank you, Sherry. How are you? You're welcome. So yeah, the chef from the Ritz-Carlton and Amelia Island made that and it was amazing. It was so good. It was probably the best seafood I think I've ever had, but I'm good. Thanks for coming to talk to me. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry to make everybody jealous here, but I'm like, you know, this is already great. So uh, we can continue with the greatness by talking to Sherry. Um, let's start with her Twitter account because I'm, I'm a fan of your Twitter account. I... Uh, read a lot of your tweets I give you some hearts on the account because um, sometimes you know you're willing to put yourself out there get opinionated you're really willing to speak your mind um, what's your basic philosophy with how you use your Twitter account yeah so well I mean my Twitter accounts the only account that I have that's public so it's like my only chance to really give my opinion be opinionated with the fans or just people in general about how I feel about things whether I'm talking about my life my personal life cancer you know, racing, whatever. So I kind of use that as my platform. I know it's not everybody probably, you know, agrees with me all the time, but that's okay. They don't have to, as long as they're respectful, I don't block them. So I try not to block people unless they're mean. If they talk, can I cuss? Okay, if they talk shit about Martin, I'm going to block them <laughs> because I don't like when people talk shit about him. So I'm really protective of him. So if somebody says something badly about him because he's like the nicest guy ever, then I have to block them. But um, I'm sure that there's a couple times, you and I have talked a couple times this year about me probably saying some things that aren't totally politically correct. Um, so I'm sure I'm not on everyone's good side all the time. But, you know, it, it's it's my opinion. It's honest. And if people don't like it, they don't have to follow me. So 
from afar, I look at the motorhome lot that we're in right now and I'm like, oh, everybody's so tight knit. But obviously there's there's people that are closer with others. Sometimes you're saying stuff that might make some people mad within the motorhome lot. So do you ever get blowback from that? Do you get in trouble? Do you somebody come talk to you and say, you shouldn't have tweeted that or something along those lines? So not that's not happened to me actually ever, but I have heard that happening with some of the other wives. I think at times people tend to say things that are a little sensitive to other people's husbands. And after the race, it can get a little ugly on Twitter. I've seen some Twitter wars between the other wives. I luckily have never been in the middle of one. Um, I know there's been some discussions in the motorhome lot after the races. I, you know, I hopefully they talk it out and let it go. I don't think, I think sometimes things are just said too in the heat of the moment. And maybe, you know, that's, they weren't meant to be mean or they weren't meant to be rude to that person. So, so hopefully they talk it out like adults afterwards, but I've actually never had that happen. Now I have gotten some Twitter wars with like people on there <laughs> that are mean to me um, because I think people can be so, it's so quick to be judgmental, right? On Twitter, because you're judging somebody by 140 characters or something that they're saying. And you don't, I tell people all the time, you don't know me. So don't judge me. Don't judge my situation. Don't ask me why I'm not married. Don't, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things that are not appropriate for that time. Um, you don't know my situation. You don't know my life. So don't make those assumptions and I won't make them about you. So I think that's the only time it's really ever happened to me with just people following me. So you feel in some ways that people, like you're opening up your life, but then you feel like people are, they're thinking they're entitled to, well, you gave me this one answer or this one insight. So where's the rest of it? Like they demand sort of like, like, uh, you're a character in some ways. Yeah, I do think people do that. So a lot of times, you know, I'll start something, but then I don't finish it because people do that. They, they keep writing and want more and they, and it's almost like they want me to say something I'm not supposed to say. And I'm not going to do that because it's not the appropriate place to do it. But, um, I do get the marriage question a lot. I get a lot of people that ask why we're not married. I'm like, well, it's been 12 years. We're still not married. We're probably never going to get married. So if we're okay with it, you should be too. <laughs> not everybody wants to be married. Let's just get that clear. Um, so I think, you know, it, it depends, you know, so I just, I try to just be, I kind of run that middle line all the time and try not to make anyone too angry and, you know, just try to stay kind of even keel. So you talked about the people that deserve the block if they talk shit about Martin, um, what else, um, deserves a block? Like, um, how do you, how does somebody cross the line? Like, can, can somebody argue with you, but not get blocked, I guess? Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm all for a good argument. Ask Martin. Like I lo- I was born to argue. I love arguing with people, but, um, I don't want, if you're going to argue with me, do it politely. Don't call me names and don't, don't say anything obnoxious about, about Martin, because, um, if you do cross that line, then I'm probably going to block you. But I really haven't had to block that many people. I've had one weird stalker guy in there. That's been, that was like really, really like crossing a line, like talking about my family and hurting me and people in my family. And I actually like had to get some people involved. It was really creepy. So there is some people that I've had to block that I'm like, don't ever come near me. You scare me. You make me feel like I want to have a bodyguard. <laughs> so, but for the most part, I think everybody's really friendly. Yeah. So, um, how do you decide who to follow with your Twitter account? Like how often are you looking at it? Is it, is it something where you're, you're, ge- you're getting your news from it? Like, what do you use it for? Um, I definitely use Twitter for news for sure. Um, like I, I get on Martin all the time for being on his Twitter, but he always says like, this is where I get my news from. You know, I like, this is where I get all my information. So I try to like, when we go on vacation and stuff, I don't go on it for a couple of days. And then I feel like I'm missing out and I'm like, I haven't been checking it. And I'm proud of myself for not checking it. But then I feel like I'm missing out on something. So, um, I try to, you know, there's a fine, I think there's a really fine balance between being on it you know, for, for like informational purposes and to get news and then 
you know, not use, not being on it too much and getting addicted to it, wanting to check it all the time to see what everybody's doing. Because, right, we naturally want to know what's going on in other people's lives all the time. And I think that's human nature, but I think it can get unhealthy. So I have to, like, control it sometimes, you know. Like, I'm only going to check Twitter and Instagram once today, and then I don't need to be on it again. It's really hard to do. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've struggled with that. I've pretty much given up on, even on vacation. I, I just can't stay off it. I think we're so, we get so tied into it. And it's really a link to the community too. So you know what everybody else is doing, you know what's going on with people. And if you miss that, people are like, oh yeah, you didn't see that? Right. Like you, you didn't know what was going on with me? You feel left out, right? Like if you, you feel like you're missing out on something. I, yeah. So Martin, I gave him a hard time because he's always on his Twitter and the bus, but he never tweets anything. So like he's always on there and I'm like, well, why are you on there if you, if you never tweet anything, you don't like it. And he's like, I feel like if I'm not on it, I miss out on every. I don't know what's going on, right? Every everybody's like doing something, and I, I need to know about it. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense because I do the same thing. So it's hard to criticize others when I do it too. So, see, I just figured Martin was never never looked at it at all, but I didn't know he was like sort of a lurker in in yeah. air quotes. He's like lurking in the background, like checking it all the time, reading. And really, honestly, I probably shouldn't tell people this, but after the race, um. He is always checking his replies to like see what people are writing to him. So I think he likes to see what's going on during the race and like what people are talking about. And so, yeah, he's on there. He's a lurker. He's on there a lot. He just doesn't tweet a lot. Now, um, you have Instagram accounts, Facebook, things like that for personal use. And you keep it private. Is that just a way for you to have your own space in the social media world? Yeah, I mean... I've kind of struggled in the beginning. My Instagram was open to the public. And then I was like, eh, I, I really need to have something where I can post pictures for like friends and family that don't live here that I want to keep in touch with where just they can see it and not everybody can see it. So that's why I keep my Instagram private. I'm not a big Facebook person. I have an account, but I just use it for my business. So I'm never even on there. So I really just do Twitter and Instagram. And I'm really addicted to Instagram. I'm on there all the time. I'm always putting stuff on my story and I like to share with my friends and family, but um, I need my own space to, you know, keep part of it private. So that's why I do that. So where do the Sherry Strong accounts come into play? Like, do you um, post a lot uh, on those yourself or are you looking at replies to those accounts as well? Yeah. So the Sherry Strong OC pages are, you know, we have a Facebook, an Instagram and a Twitter. And I, and I post on all of them and my sister Jill does too because she runs that account. So we both kind of tag team it. Like if I'm like juicing or doing something cool in the morning that I want them to see that has to do with my health, then I film it. And then um, we do it. We do a lot of articles and just it's not even just for cancer patients. It's just for people in general on how to keep their bodies healthy. Right. And how to be well and how to use cancer prevention as well. Not just if you have cancer, how to control it. So um, I love doing all that. That's That's been a really cool outlet for me to share with the fans and, and how I live my life every day. So I, I really enjoy that. So I kind of do both. And I, I switch around. I help Martin with his account sometimes too. So I have like, I do Martin sometimes, I do mine, and then I do the Sherry Strong. So I have a lot of different accounts that I switch around back and forth between. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from those accounts? Because I imagine, like I know... Um, like I think for instance, maybe you were talking about deodorant at, yeah. at one point and like how a lot of the deodorants even are like toxic. And um, my wife, Sarah switched over to like a healthier deodorant after seeing your yeah. posts about it. Um, so you must get a good response from people when you're, you're sort of educating a lot of people that don't know about this stuff. Yeah. So I posted the deodorant thing on my personal Twitter after we put it on the Sherry Strong site and it went crazy. People went nuts over it. So I got a lot of questions about that. I mean, that's great. I'm glad to hear that Sarah switched her deodorant because that's good. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things I learned when I got cancer about 
toxins on my body or in our house and around the things that we use every day. And it was eye opening for me. And I wanted to be able to share that with people. So I try to share the, the important things on my personal Twitter too, so that people that don't, you know, follow the Sherry Strong sites can see it. But I try not to bombard people that follow me on my, my personal Twitter too. I know they don't want to hear about deodorant every day. So, and I don't write about deodorant every day, but, um, but it is important that people know about the toxins on their bodies. So, and in their environment. So we, we do a lot of that and, and I enjoy sharing all that information because it's a lot of work to to get all that and figure out what that means and what it means in your household and for your body so we try to decipher all that for the fans and do a forum what are some of your favorite accounts to follow that makes being on twitter fun for you i guess Oh, geez. I have a lot of favorites. So I follow, um, well, I mean, I like, I follow a lot of the drivers. I mean, of course I, I really enjoy following Dale Jr. because he's really funny. Like he's, I know he's funny. And like, I, you know, I've known Dale for a long time and him and Martin have been friends for a really long time. And I know he's really witty and funny, but he's really funny on Twitter. Like you see his true personality come out. So he's probably my favorite person that I follow. And then I follow like a couple celebrities. I follow like Ashton Kutcher and some random people, you know, that just like celebrities that I, that I like in movies and stuff. Um, and then I follow like, you know, some health related stuff too that I like. So I don't, I can't think of any, you put me on the spot. I can't think of any others off the top of my head besides I really like to follow Dale Jr. Do you ever have to mute anybody, whether it's somebody that, um, you know, is being weird or, or mean or whatever, or whether it's somebody you follow and you don't want to unfollow them. So you like mute them without them knowing that you unfollowed. Do you know what I mean? No. How do you mute people? What are you talking about? So if you mute somebody on Twitter, you still follow them basically or like if it's somebody you follow you still follow them but you no longer see their tweets so they don't know that you don't see their tweets but they're just out of your timeline so you don't have to deal with it anymore well i didn't know you could do that so now you gave me this new trick that i'm gonna have to do there might be a couple people i'm gonna have to do that too um i don't really i don't feel like i follow that many people but i probably do i didn't even i haven't even looked to see how many people i follow but um there might be some people i'm gonna have to pull that card with now i don't know you just gave me a new trick up my sleeve (laughs) Yeah, you may no longer see my tweets after this. But uh, so are you into Snapchat at all? Have you ever considered um, looking at Snapchat? I'm not on Snapchat. Actually, well, okay, I take that back. I do have Snapchat on my phone. I did create an account. I've just never used it. So I use it to take the funny pictures because I like the filters. So I do all the funny faces and then I save the pictures and send them to people. But I don't use Snapchat. I have taken over the NASCAR Snapchat one day um, and that was fun. Like Martin and I had some fun with that. But um, as far as opening it up to like the public and using it, I think I just have so many other things I want to do with my time that it gets overwhelming social media. Like I'm already doing Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and all that. So I don't need to have, you know, I don't need to have one more thing to do with my time. I want to spend time with my friends and family and be present in the moment. So I have to kind of pick and choose. So how much during a race are you looking at Twitter? Like obviously um, you're watching what's going on TV. Is Twitter sort of your second screen Um, I mean, do do you listen to like the radio for Martin or how do you know what's going on? Like how much information do you pull from Twitter as the race is actually going on? So I, I definitely listen to Martin's radio and then I'm always on Twitter during the race. So I, whether I'm writing anything or not, I use it for information. So I read what the other wives are saying about their husband's cars. I read what the teams are saying about cars. I read about what's going on when a caution comes out. I read what the media says. I read everything on Twitter during the race. So I think it's just a good place to get information and it kind of keeps me engaged and I can hear things that aren't going on with our team, you know, outside of our Martin's radio. So I think it's super useful during the race for sure. Any final thoughts on where you think social media is going? It's obviously come a long way just in our lifetime, 
uh, in the last like few years, really. I mean, it's sort of crazy how it's just suddenly there and we're just using it all the time. Like, where is it going next? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, social media has blown up. I remember when Twitter first came out and we got on it and everybody was like, no one's, this isn't going to be big, you know, no one's going to do this. And it's, it's huge. So, I mean, I I can't even imagine where it's going to go now with all the video technology and now you can do surveys and all this stuff. I mean, I can't even imagine in five, 10 years from now where it's going to be. My hope for like the youth of America is that they're not just so engaged on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram that they forget to look up and enjoy their life, you know, and live in the moment. I, I know we're all kind of guilty of that, and I would hate to see that for, like, the younger generation. But I think it's cool that they have, you know, all these different avenues and ways that they can connect with other people. I just hope they don't miss out on their life, too. Well, thank you for joining us, and also thank you for the nice dinner that I didn't even expect. Of course. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> so there you have it, everybody. Obviously, Sherry has a great perspective on life and social media as well. So I appreciate her taking the time to do that, especially because it was um, pretty last minute there. And, and right after that interview was over, she pretty much had to run out to driver introductions, um, to get to the car, to wish Martin well before the Daytona race started. So, um, that was kind of a time crunch and definitely appreciate her doing the interview. So obviously New Hampshire Motor Speedway is up next on the schedule. By the time you hear this, I am already out East in the New England area. So, Looking forward to a fun weekend at New Hampshire. Definitely check out the post-race podcast after the race on Sunday night. You know, one thing I want to say is I really appreciate all the listeners here because I look at the numbers. Uh, I've had podcast numbers, stats, I guess, as far as how many people listen um, f- uh, for a few months now, probably since late April, early May. And, um, it's been really interesting to see that there's a really consistent audience, usually within 500 listens of each other for any given podcast. So it seems like you guys that are listening, um, are pretty loyal about the podcast, no matter who the topic is, um, for the interview and definitely really appreciate that makes me want to work harder to make sure that the content is really good for you guys going forward. Anyway, if you do enjoy the podcast and you're listening on iTunes, Definitely wouldn't mind a rating or a comment that would help me move up the charts and uh, possibly get more listeners in the future. So if you could take the time to do that at some point, I'd appreciate it. Anyway, until post-race New Hampshire, I will talk to you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. <laughs>